Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the Alf is back in pod show. Yep. Episode number seven ish, eight ish, seven or eight. Uh, episode eight. eight? Uh, about yeah, the subject being episode seven of Alf. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth episode of the podcast, seventh episode of Alf, which is right. hard to say. Right. Um. A uh, very special day today because, uh, well, my name is Byron Hussey. I'm hosting at per per the huge, and yep. we've got we've got Tam locked yep. down for this, reappearing um, for for the whatever time. Yep, and we have a, another very special um, fan guest star, yep. uh, all the Hello. way from from M- Moscow. Is it Moscow or Moscow? Yes. Doesn't matter. Both is fine. Yeah. Uh, Katya. Hello. Yep. Hi. Welcome. Thank clap, you. clap, 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 clap. So we were, we were gonna get. Um, happy to be here. Well, we're, we're very happy to have you. Yeah. And we were gonna have uh, Nick in here too, but um, she didn't bother to show up because she knew we would have a full a three, which I think is right. Sort of the, um, you know, kind of the minimum you might need. Wait, does right. This, the... does this make me louder here? Did I make myself louder? Uh, no, you're you're fine. We can we yeah. can hear you, Byron. I we've repeatedly said that <laughs> you are perfectly audible. No, I, you can't see my levels though. Oh no, I can't see your levels. But you know what? I've got something better than levels: a heart. I'm gonna turn my. I can hear. I can hear with out. my heart. That's gross, man. That sounds like. Uh, well, are you, are you know. You an X Man? Uh, no, I'm not an X-Man. You know how, like, woodpeckers can hear with their tongue? It's like, I just have that same sort of mutation, except it happened with my sort of, uh, with my heart. I didn't know that woodpeckers could hear with their tongue, and I'm skeptical. Yes. That's crazy. Um, well, you can be as skeptical as you want, but then you go, go ask a biologist, they'll tell you. Um, go ask a woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they can hear, but you know, ironically, sadly, tragically enough, they can't. They can't speak. So, is that why um, Woody Woodpecker is such a kind of a douche to people? Because he's just like, so yeah, because he's got he he gained the ability to speak, and he's just his resent uh, his resentment sort of took over his uh, his personality. Yeah, like he's just so tired of tasting people's mm-hmm. like voices or something. Yeah, tasting their sounds. Cause, like, it was it just it essentially drove him insane. Woody Woodpecker is just a—I mean—he starts the shit, you know. He bring—he brings. Oh yeah, no, he. Yeah, he brings the noise. Yeah, brings that funk. Mm. Do you think he has like a constant echo in his head because he can hear himself speak? Uh, or if you're implying that he has a large sort of open space in his head, uh, it's it's pretty sly way of calling him stupid or airheaded. I feel like. Wait, are you? Suggesting also that maybe he can taste his own voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. What, like, what is? I would want to know what the uh, the sort of physiology of of uh, of um, woodpecker synesthesia would be. Uh, if they would, they can sort of taste sounds. That'd, that'd be pretty neat. There was a um, an Ig Nobel, Ig Nobel Prize given out a, a few years ago for a paper um, on why woodpeckers don't get headaches. Ah, yeah. That that. Why don't do they have? I'm I'm sure they have special organs. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't even know how you test whether they get headaches or not, you know? Yeah, you just... Yeah, I, just yeah, I have no idea. Them and nobody, nobody said they had one ever. Right. None of the yeah. woodpeckers confessed. That's science. Yeah. It's like it's like sharks with uh, cancer. They just no sharks don't get cancer and woodpeckers don't get headaches. Yeah. As a yeah. So a uh, very um, important episode of Elf. This is the seventh episode called mm -hmm. "Help Me, Rhonda." Right. And this originally aired. Jeez, I forgot to like kind of take note of when it that happened. So it was night sometime in 1986. This is maybe yeah. Novemberish. Um, right. Nobody really cares, um, but it's a it's a it's sort of a, a a touchstone. I mean, it's a it's a it's a sort of a jumping off point for the series because what we have here is Alf um, flashing back for the first time to his right. life on Melmac. We have right. This is the this is sort of the first direct look at life of Melmacian life, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. It, you know, it turns out that Malmackians, they don't just prefer cats, they only eat cats. It's, that's it. Right, yeah, this, this, they were eating only cat-based dishes at that Malmackian sort of uh, diner, cafe, Yeah. Uh, whatever it was, yeah. But that doesn't mean they only eat cats, well, that, maybe it's just that diner. So you're that saying works. it was just, just a cat-themed diner, like one, one of those things they have in Japan? Yeah, maybe, maybe cat meat is like the beef of uh you know relating america you know americans are to beef as melmacians are to uh, to cats maybe to cat meat yeah uh we uh, americans certainly like to eat the flesh of the cow they do uh, maybe just the, the preferred meat of melmac is uh is is cat meat right like sort of like you go into like a starbucks or any given place and you get you know beef Beef coffee, right. beef bread, beef biscuits. Yeah, you get a you get a you get a beef latte. Beef latte, I mean, like a beef. Um, yeah. What do you like a beef frappe? Yeah, it was like it's it's like a steak and shake. You know, people think that like it's steak and shake, but in fact, you can get a steak shake. Like it's just a sort of processed yeah. uh, steak. But it seems that they're not eating only meat, but all parts of the cat. Like, like claws and oh yeah, oh they're they're very efficient and sort of uh, yeah I I admired that about them actually there's seem to be uh, seem to seemingly no part gone to waste yeah you know who else would be really into that would be like Native Americans you know yeah don't waste yeah. any part of the animal of the of the animal yeah for the gift that it gave you of its life and of itself and where it, yeah. you yes you imbibe of its essence into yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so, I, sorry, go ahead. Before I, before I, uh, before I concur with anything you just said, I'm just going to need to know up front how far you're going to take that metaphor, because if I hear the words noble and savage, no, no. I will just quit. I was actually about to just move on from there. I was about to just drop okay. that. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do that then. Because not only do we get, um, a little bit of backstory on Alf, we get a flashback, but we also get a... A, a very um, a decision. Alf chooses to stay with the Tanners instead right. of leaving Earth uh, and joining yeah. his fellow Melmacians. Also, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to get this out of the way. Alf's name is Gordon Shumway. Gordon Shumway, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Gordon Shumway. That's 
Yeah, you know, I, did, uh, I, I didn't even realize we didn't know his full name yet. Cause, you know, oh, we, we did not know his full name. Did you not know no. his full it name? It seems like he didn't want to share his last name with yeah. anyone. Before well, that. you know, he, he let the cat out of the bag, and I don't think we have to respect <laughs> his wishes. I will not pardon that. Is that like an elf joke? Yeah. 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 We twice. we. With the with that kind of reference, we tend to just gloss over it. We don't want to encourage Byron. Yeah. So, basically, um, yeah. So, so I, I didn't I didn't know you didn't know his last name was Shumway. That's. Is this, is this the first yeah, time I, you ever learned it? Yeah, it's the first time I learned it. It was had it been mentioned in a previous episode. I feel like I've said it, but you know, I I tend to kind of go. I, on I just on. remembered it. Yeah. From old times. This is definitely the first time they said it, but I just hadn't realized until this episode that I hadn't heard it yet because I also remembered it from from olden times. Yep. Uh, yeah, I having never really seen Elf. This was a, this was a big, big, big episode for me. Right. Yeah. Big reveals. Well, well, there's yep. a, there's a lot to unpack, um, and why don't we just get right into it? So, the the. The episode opens, right, where we're talking about Bri's birthday is coming up. And I say Bri right. because that's what they kept calling him the whole episode. Bri. Right. Which, have they have they ever done that before? Maybe once or twice, but it was, like, excessive. They even called him B at one point. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh... Yeah, they're really getting it, like getting him used to the idea of casual nicknames. I guess the gradual shortening of his name to almost nothing, yeah. <laughs> just the single letter. Yeah. Now uh, maybe Cal- they're just not really sure, not really sure what their son's name is. You know, oh, yeah, something no- like Brian, but kind of you know anything goes. It's yeah. impossible that somebody kind of gave them notes that they were just not being like a family enough, and this is like, you know, families. They well. Could- I don't. I don't know if everyone subscribes to my theory of uh, Willie himself being an alien, but I've I felt that that's that's part of it. Like he's he's so meticulous. I think about blending into human society that he probably is like, oh, you know what? We're not utilizing enough nicknames. I'm gonna gently encourage uh, the use of nicknames. That would be uh, a pretty sophisticated um, pivot for that. Mm-hmm. For that. Yeah, and I and I have to say this this uh, this episode I felt. Uh, only lend support to my theory that he that Willie is also an alien and specifically a white collar criminal. Right. I totally yeah. support the Willie as a criminal theory. Okay, a cool. Alien criminal. Yeah. Alien criminal. Yeah. I'm not there with you yet, but maybe you can uh, bring me in right. into the uh, into the fold. Right. Um, so it's so it's Brian's birthday, and um, for some reason they need to give him a themed cake because he's a spoiled punk. Like, you know, it's yeah. like just regular cake's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's designs on frosting. What a brat. Yep. And they even asked him what he wants, and he just says frosting, and that's yeah. a joke. He doesn't like, give a shit. Yeah. Frosting is enough. It's yeah. more than enough. When I was a kid, like, we, I had this bread, and there was, you know, no frosting on it. Just white bread. They they give you a loaf of bread or or was it even a loaf? Was it like a slice of bread? It was just like one slice, with like one slice. Maybe if you got lucky, maybe on your tenth birthday, just like some sugar, yeah, just a little bit of sugar sprinkled on it, yeah. As a rule, yeah. I would get half the number of candle candles for my age too. So it was like ah, every and every um, what is it, odd numbered year to have to get like a gross like half candle. 
Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, it's just to remind you that, you know, every year past one year could have been half your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's and yeah. when you're a child, if you if a child dies at age ten, they were middle right. aged at five. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's, that's not counted as like a sort of uh, an untimely death. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So we, today we find we find out that that Byron grew up in 17th century Europe right. <laughs> as a peasant. So and um, time traveled. So Willie suggests a bunch of like uh, outdated references for for Brian's cake, and then uh, right, geez, what he he just wants the frosting cake, and then it turns out that Alf suggests um, Ruth, the two-headed nurse. Yeah. That does. Uh, I mean, I don't know that character, and nobody does, but just just the name is kind of inspiring. Well, she was um, the Vanna White and Betty White of Melmac. They combined yeah. that into one person. That, that is that is quite. There, those are some shoes to fill. You yeah. know, being Vanna and Betty White is. Uh, you know, e- either of those, either of those would be would be a hell of a role to have to take over. But uh, the two together, I feel like, is it would require one uh, one exceptional individual. Yeah, I'm not sure what would come first. Like, would it be uh, Wheel of Fortune um, or Golden Girls? I think so. I think I think the Vanna White would. You'd have to learn to be Vanna before you learn to be Betty. Right. Like um, gotta, I think Betty just has more experience. Yeah, you got to uh, learn to crawl before you before you can walk, right? Right. Yeah. Before you can walk, and then walk with a walker. Yeah. Obviously. You got to learn to turn letters before you can uh, make like old lady sexy jokes. Yeah. Old lady sex joke. Wait, did, I don't think. Uh... Wait, no, hold on. That's no. That's here's this. Uh, <laughs> that's Blanche. You're that's right. uh, You're yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what was it? What was Betty White? I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> and let's not let's not cross let's not cross uh, late eighty early eighties shows here. This is uh, Golden Girls. Okay. This is not the Golden Girls yeah, we, podcast. We don't have to get too deep down that the Golden Girls rabbit hole. Um, right. Yeah. So they they actually agree eventually to put um ruth the two-headed nurse on the cake which yep. seems kind of like ultimately they're making this big deal about it and then they just decide they don't really give a shit about brian and his stupid cake and they just put some dumb shit on there um right and and you know what was their interpretation going to be did they were they going to interview interview al <laughs> uh <laughs> to figure out, really, really triangulate what uh, what Aww. Ruth the Two Headed Nurse could have looked like. I guess they had a, a broad sort of description uh, in that that Ruth the Two Headed Nurse was both like Betty and Vanna White. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess so. they would have. And the Mel Mackin. Yeah, would it? Yeah, and the Mel Mackin. So. Would they have done like a human interpretation? Because like you know how they do like they bring like British TV shows to the U.S. So that's like the U.S. Right. version, like. Can you do that with like a Mackie and celebrity, like the human version of Ruth the, the two-headed nurse? I guess you know the, the imagination is boundless. Yeah. So, I, so I think yeah, I think I, I would say that you could do that. Maybe I'll try to do like a mock-up of Ruth the two-headed nurse for like the art for this episode, like in Photoshop. Like I mean, you ha- I think you're speaking to two artists. No, you guys don't. I mean, you could if you want. I just wouldn't want to impose, you know. Oh, okay. That's that's 
it's all full of you. Okay. I mean, um, if you if you if you want to try, like, go for it. You know, the problem is like yeah. when you ask somebody to do to do an art, you can't like say yeah. I want it like right away. You know. Right. Um, that's that's true. Whereas you can demand that of yourself. I can. I, I often do because you know I'm a perfectionist. Right. Do you want to do like an art or like a photo collage thing? I would actually like to see a photo thing. I think it would look cool. Well. If I do it, it'll probably be a photo collage. But I feel like it yeah. wouldn't kill us to have three different separate renderings of Ruth the, the Two-Headed Nurse. So. Ruth the Two-Headed right, okay. By the way, I have a uh, cold, so if I sound horrible, that's, that's why. I like recording my voice when I have a cold, just so I can hear, like, you know, like all the, all the phlegm. Right. It's kind of into it, you know. You sort of, yeah, you can develop new technologies for detecting sickness just by, you know, recording what your phlegm sounds like when, yeah. you, when you're ill. Yeah. That's sort of like one of those, yeah. um, those German shelf toilets, but for the voice. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Sure. Yeah. I, I know what that is. We all know what the, that is. A, everybody... That is a universal touchstone. Thank everybody you. Everybody knows. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's jump ahead a little bit. So Alf is. Uh trying to sleep and um, and yeah he has a stuffed sheep in the dryer now mm -hmm. i'm gonna call i'm gonna cry foul on this because when i was a kid i had a um a puppet right uh it was a yellow monster puppet i believe his name was mellow yellow <laughs> yeah and i tried to dry his fur with a hair dryer and it, right. it melted into a disgusting <laughs> plastic uh, clump. Well, that that um, that sheep could have been made of natural hair. Uh, I, I, I will remind you thus, that this was probably filmed around yeah. the same time as my yeah. experience with Mellow Yellow, and I expect right. the, the sheep was probably made of th synthetic fibers. Yeah, I was gonna say because I can see that melting, but you know, if it's wool, wool will shrink. A wool sweater will shrink, but certainly not. Uh, it's it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna melt straight up. Yeah. So it was a it was a hor horrific experience because it, right. it it melted into little strange beads. Yeah. Um, and and, it and the conversation. Really... I, sorry. And the the conversation that uh, that that Willie and uh, and Alf had. Is actually that's that's part of why I think uh, Willie is a like white collar alien criminal is because he he seemed fundamentally incapable of actually empathizing with Alf in that he he chose to compare his having sort of drifted away from a crush to Alf having you know his lost his home world yeah to, to, yeah. to genocide essentially yeah so um yeah I, I think i think maybe uh willie is the sort of like sociopath that becomes a business person right uh and, and that he can he's aware of the concept of empathy he understands it's like in consequentially observationally he understands what empathy is but he and he realizes that he should have it but he doesn't yeah um and and that's just that's that's part of his problem, and I, th uh, which and I th the reason I think he has a concept of it is because he tries to help Alf, 
buy, and I don't buy that he uses ham radio for a goddamn second. He has still has alien communication devices, and that's what he used to call mm-hmm. someone from Melmac BZ. Um, he knew that he should help Alf in some way. Right. Do you think yeah. um, uh, Willie wants to uh, get rid of Alf? Um, do you think that he was? This was an opportunity for him. Um, it. Could, I think it's a combination of that and. Uh, well, you know, actually, yes. That that's that's basically it. He just he was no, like, you know what? Okay. You don't agree? Interesting. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to hear a counter argument. Okay, yeah, let's hear it, country. <laughs> no, I think um, that Willie of uh, the family, apart from Brian, is the least willing to get rid of Al. Hmm. So you think that he they... seems genuinely happy to make him stay? Do you think that that uh, is he happy to have a, another alien around, like to keep him company, or do you think that maybe they are secret lovers? Um, I I've I've just found a way to make that support my uh, my crackpot theory. Okay. Um, it, which is that okay. while he wanted to show a, uh, show some sort of empathy, he sort of made a mistake and actually helping him and the reason he's happy that he's staying is because now he doesn't have another loose end to you know identify that there's a guy named willie and describe him yeah um his his mm-hmm. weird alien uh alien you know verbal ticks uh, to to the uh the intergalactic community uh at large so alf, and is a, alf is a witness yeah alf is a witness basically to say like you know if 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 they were ever to catch um catch willie whatever his real name is then um, you know they'd have Alf as a witness, and you describe his behavior, and yeah. place him on Earth for you know in a certain time frame. Yeah. Mm. So that's we'll see how that we'll see that how that plays out here. Um, so right. So um, Alf uh, confides in Willie about uh, about his uh, time on Melmac and, and missing Rhonda. His, uh, his girlfriend. Right. It sounds like they were like not even quite dating yet. So like I kind of agree with Willie. It's like she's not really in that like category of like people that. Yeah, you he he really didn't miss. he didn't lose you know his wife. Yeah, it was like they were just starting to date. So I I agree with Willie. Not that big of a deal, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think the far bigger deal is that his uh, his species was all but all but genocided. Yeah. On his birthday. Oh. On his yeah. birthday, we didn't even know. That was like happy birthday, Alf. But yeah. also, to be he fair, was though, his two hundred twenty-eighth. Yeah, two hundred twenty-eighth birthday. Yeah. We uh, don't know how uh, long a Melmac year is, though. Yeah. How long do you think Alf was on Earth? You mean uh, like uh, yeah, well, how much time has passed since the first episode yeah, of Alf? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I think like three months. So that's one year, like one Melmac year, I guess. I don't know. Cause, yeah. Cause it like, or, well, it depends on how long he's traveled to Earth. Was. Right, yeah, I was going to say it depends on his transit, but... Uh... It'd be pretty sad if like Alf thought he like lived forever, but like he just really had short years, and he's like, oh, I'm going to live to be 500. <laughs> I'm, it's like... I'm 229. <laughs> it turns out he just lives up to like 50. Yeah. Or Melmacians are like mayflies. They live like a day. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been dying and regenerating like a phoenix every night. Yeah, he's he, they uh, like a he lays like a a pod, asexually. 
Yeah. Uh, as well as as a fellow crackpot theorist, I can only <laughs> I can only congratulate you on that. So there's a new new elf every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new elf. Sort of like somehow with the same memories. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when like they use the transporter in uh, Star Trek. You know, it's like oh, every time yeah. they get in there, the guy the the person dies, but then they a, a copy is recreated on the other side. And nobody right. ever wonders what happened to that last person. Same deal with, with well, these guys. Yeah, no one. Well, they did explore it on that one episode where they actually find the original Riker. Yeah, uh, it was messed up. It was really yeah, messed up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was bad news. Um, but anyway, again, not, that's another show. So, uh, so Alf goes into a spiral, like a right, like a self pity spiral. He misses his dead mm-hmm. planet. And um, Kate is and, and Kate's him. just not having it. Yeah. yeah, and she so he like gives her some orders, and she's like, "If you ever talk to me like that again, I'll punch your heart out." Yeah, that was I was like, "Damn, Kate." <laughs> now, have, has is this an expression? Has does do people say this? I I have not heard that before. <laughs> punch your heart out. Wow, this, that's a that's a hell of a like... right. Maybe yeah. she is an alien as well. I mean, maybe she actually possesses that ability. Oh, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be wouldn't that be just wonderful if if it turns out the entire family is just aliens? Like they just they thought trying, they were keeping trying to yeah. hear to yeah. be a normal family. Well, but I think the the greatest thing would be is like if they were all aliens unbeknownst to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kate's an alien, and and Willie's an alien, and they 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 sort of uh, produced a hybrid alien progeny. And they're all and, and, and like pretending yeah. to be human, but. They're all yeah. actually aliens, and and the kids just think there's something wrong with them, and they don't, they don't want to tell their parents just because they're afraid they won't love them anymore. Yeah, this is actually pretty similar to another sitcom from the '90s called. I'm sorry, the theory or the actual events. The actual the events. Called, okay, excuse uh, me. Say, I want to see that show. Then no, it's it. Uh, no, the the theory, the, the theory. It's the third third rock from the sun, but it's not as oh. good because they all know the, each other. Oh yeah, well yeah, no. It's I, the the crux for me was that they did that they it was all unbeknownst to all parties involved. But um, yeah, yeah, third rock from the sun was they were all a bunch of aliens uh, in what was it witness protection or something or they just migrated. Not very well explained or it was and yeah. i just don't remember it which is you know mm-hmm. the same same thing actually right. before elf starts to self-pity himself okay, mm-hmm. uh, in the sleep uh scene yeah and uh, when willie starts to tell about his crush on marcia shenkin he says that it's someone he knew before i met your mother <laughs> kind of oh yeah that's right that was a good Little uh, Freudian slip there. Yeah. An- another. He, does he see Al as a kid, or is it just like a giant? He does. He, uh, and I, I think he definitely. Yeah. Well, the the yes, the, I guess he sees the same characteristics in Alf as he does a kid. as his sort of dependence and petulance, and sort of just having to deal with their shit all the time. And size too. Like I think if there were a dwarf in his house, he would say, yeah. "Well, this is a child too." I guess. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, it is. I feel like Alf is like maybe 30, 32 if if you try to convert him into a human. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say he's definitely like a do nothing sort of 30, 32. He doesn't really know what to do with his life or anything. So, Alf. And um, also, 
after after Alpha has that dream, Willie wakes him up and tells him that he was like saying, "Help me, Rhonda." Yeah, sleep. Like the Beach Boys. Screaming, which is not shown, and his dream is not scary at all. Yeah, he wasn't even screaming in in the dream. And so, why is Willie there? Was he watching him sleep there after he fought? It it seems like he would have to be because I, I happen to know the layout of that house and the the the, the Tanner uh, master bedroom is quite far from the um, the shed or whatever that the mud room back there. So he would he and we 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 saw that he was fully done with the dryer, right? Right. Yeah. He really took his leave. He would have had to come all the way back to that part of the house. So I think you're right, right uh, Katya. He was just sort of hovering over Alf. Probably touching himself. And also kind of gaslighting him. Telling him, yeah, you totally had a nightmare. Yeah, it's true. It was a classic gaslight. And um, that's actually a good uh, segue, too, because I forgot to mention the title of the episode is Help Me Rhonda, which is a Beach Boy song. Uh Yep. Because remember... Yeah, yeah, I, I realized, like, two seconds after that gag was made in the show... Um, <laughs> they never actually said it. They were like, "What?" They never said the name of the song. I was like, oh, "No, no, no." They said it's, it probably has. Uh, well, he Willie says, "Well, the one with Rhonda in the title." Yeah, it was weird because like I thought we were gonna get the titular line, you know, and we never got it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Maybe they were like, "We're not allowed to say it out loud" or something because like, uh, like Brian Wilson's lawyers were like, it's kind of, I don't know. We're going to discuss the Malmac part. Yeah, let's do the it. The characters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know. Whoever wants to lead with that, I, I'm not quite... I'm sort of reeling still from such a direct look at uh, at Melmac in life. It was pretty horrific. It was like um, yeah. like a drug experience, but like a bad one. Uh, yeah, it, it, looked, it looked like a futuristic 50s and not like the sort of not like fallout it was just it it's it's it was as if you know uh someone imagined uh, someone from the 80s imagined a an aesthetic like the the 50s but in the future and also alien yeah it, like, it was uh, really back, strange back to the future gone horribly mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah like, exactly yeah like, very apt yeah it looked a little bit like the 80s diner in back to the future 2 like the 80s exactly, yeah. retro yeah. diner from the future yeah. in 2015, which is now the past. Yeah. So all, who, all are, sorts of, yeah. who are Alf's friends? There's um, Skipper? Yeah, and Rick. Yep. Skipper and Rick? Was it Skipper or just Skip? I thought it was just Skip. Skipper. No, Skipper. I think Skip is like his. Wait, there's oh, two I see, Skips. okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, Skip is like a short and Ste- version. And Stella is also mentioned. Stella is the waitress? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was like really into Alf, if you'll if you recall. He was, mm. She was uh, she was like, hey, um, what did she say? Big boy or something? Hey, big boy? Yeah, it was, it was big boy. Yeah, I got the, I got the whole script right, right here. Big boy. Happy birthday, big boy. Oof. And then, um, what's his name? Maybe Skipper. he's actually Tom. Maybe he's. Right, I'm confusing him. Maybe he is not that. 
No, no, he's it, that's, that's just a uh, like she's just having. A I mean, I'm trying to make it like cool. No, like. I, I mean, I think maybe this is getting lost in translation a little bit because big boy. I mean, that's like a pretty standard. Um, like, uh, what would you call it, Tam? Like a flirtatious, flirtatious sort of a... flirtation. I know. Yeah, but the way she delivered it was, yeah, I don't know. You're saying like maybe that? Well, no, yeah, no, it's got to be sultry though, because that's like the, at the core of any good flirtation is just really a lot of deep sultriness, you know? Yeah, like a kind of a, a sensual, um, a very, a very husky sort of voice. Yeah, like a very sensual. Yeah, like um, Her eyes were different, by the way, from everyone else's. Like. Really blue. Oh yeah. Wait, she didn't have pupils, right? She was just a, a blue, a blue sort of, you know, total eyeball. The or or did she have pupils? Yeah, the non-alf puppets were not very high quality. Uh, yeah. So they was... might have made those on a on a on a tight schedule. Yeah, I mean, like they only used them once too, so. Yeah. It's actually kind of surprising. Like you'd think they could have like had some more flashbacks here and there. Like they made the stupid puppets. Yeah. So you know for sure they never come back. Ah, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, for sure, but I don't remember a lot of Melmac action. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, that seems like the kind of thing you would remember. I would, yeah, I would remember because they had they made that stupid cartoon where they tried to like flesh out that universe um, right so there was uh skip marcia Rhonda, who we never met and then there was one more did you no, marcia uh, is the um, willis crush oh oh that's right marcia was willis willis crush yep and we didn't did we not get the name of the oh that was she's stella stella Wait, sorry. What, yep. was, what was the last one? Stella and Rhonda are the only girls. But what about the uh, the other male? Was he uh, unnamed? Rick? Rick. I think I think that's mentioned on IMDb, but not anywhere else. Ah, so you did the homework, did the research. Yep. <laughs> so Skip and Rick. Okay, very creative, creative names. Yep. Um, yeah, I just I'm just reading this entire scene here. Not a lot actually happens. It seems like they really abruptly pulled out of it. Like, did you think yeah, I you know I but I I've I almost didn't notice that because I've so grown so used to uh, to the techniques in this show being so very very bad. But yeah. um, yeah, that was a little bit of an abrupt cutaway. From you know a, a phenomenal, you know, we transported across space and time, great distances, <laughs> to to this to this view of Melmacian life, and they're like, and they just got away from it, like it was nothing. Yeah, I really felt like I was there. Yep. Um, so, did, uh, Katya, do you think that we've covered the scene enough? Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, not really. I think it's covered. Yeah. Okay. So, th so after so this is after after this. Um, Al, this is when Alf starts moping on the couch, and uh, Kate threatens to punch his heart out. Yeah, no big deal. Um, 
And then let's see. Okay, so the, here's an, a line that I thought was a little, little bit, um, uh, maybe a little bit uh, off color. So Alf right. um, is talking to uh, Kate and and wants uh, Kate. Kate brings Alf some soup, and Alf right. says it's a little hot, but I'm too weak to blow. Would you mind? And yeah. <laughs> and then Kate's yeah, like, just... "Why don't we just set it down and let it cool off?" So yeah. was that an innuendo? Mm, I don't know. I guess it could be. Uh, they haven't they haven't gone to that territory before, though, right? I feel like it would have been an, a better show if they had, though. Like everything <laughs> yeah, we now know, but like a few just really dirty jokes just kind of sprinkled in right Um, all the way dirt like i feel like they sometimes they hint at stuff um yeah he you know like alf walking in to the shower while kate's in there was well you know a part of an anecdote you know a key anecdote in the in this episode and is a part of every every episode in the intro yeah so yeah, maybe there is. He's got a he's got a physical attraction there that um, Kate is, in retrospect, very very you know with great restraint is is trying to push off. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually see some of uh, Alf Kate action in the next episode. Really? Oh oh Spoiler oh boy! Alert. Jeez. Yeah. Did you? Uh, are you just remembering this, or did you watch ahead? I, I watched ahead a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So just just okay. getting a little bit of extra context. That's good. That's good journalism. Yep. So um, Alf makes a will for some reason, and that's where we learn his last name is Shumway. Yep. Um, which came as a big surprise to Tam, but not to yeah. Byron and Katya, who were already Alf super fans. Yep. But we can't really blame you because you didn't grow up in the 80s like us. Uh, did you both grow up in the eighties? Yeah. I didn't. Probably. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's so what I was I trying to ferret out right there. Yeah. I watched it in nineteen ninety six. So. I mean. Okay. Pretty similar, kind of time frame there. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, then that's that's pretty similar to my time frame because mm-hmm. I was born in nineteen eighty nine. So. So you probably had an opportunity to watch it in the nineties. But you just didn't take it. I, it's not that I didn't take it so much as uh, I was poor. So yeah. who feels like an asshole now? Well, I mean, like, I was, I was poor too, but I still... yeah, but you were so, <laughs> but you weren't so poor that you couldn't watch Elf. Right. So. What, what it... kind of cake did you get though, Tim? Oh, we didn't have cakes uh, when I was growing up. At all, not even bread. No, I would get, I would get a handful of grain. And be sent to forage in the forest for sh- sugar cane. So, well, that sounds <laughs> and that good. was my treat. That sounds pretty instead good. of instead of working sixteen hours on the farm, I'd be given a handful of grain and then be allowed to go forage for uh, for sugar cane. That sounds like the kind of Scratch upbringing that would into a tree. Yeah, you'd really it would build a lot of character. You'd you'd, you'd develop a very strong work ethic, a very strong. Oh yeah, I've 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 morals. built I've built so much character just, yeah. from, just from foraging for sugar cane. It's not like your parents were like forcing you to like cook meth or something. 
could have been a lot. Oh no, worse. a lot worse. No, no, no. Yeah, it could it could have been much much worse. Plus, I mean, like, but I feel like this the whole premise here is flawed because TVs in the '90s were still were pretty cheap. And okay. you could probably okay. get like an ALF VHS tape at the Goodwill for like f- pretty much free, I would think. Okay. So, so Byron, yeah. <laughs> my family was on a student's salary. Okay. And also, and also did not have a car or many other means of, you know, of, of, of like on, medium or long distance transportation. Locomotion. Right. So go, going to Goodwill, we live like right next to the university that my dad was going to. So and here, that was okay. the, that's how he got he got to work by he got to school by walking. I feel like there's usually like a goodwill and like every good college town though, you know. Like, uh well no, this was the this is Mississippi and there was nothing oh, oh. there was nothing there. Okay, never, was it was it um Ole Miss? Yeah, it was Ole Miss. Oh wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so I take it yeah. back. You were justified in not watching Alf. Now, <laughs> yes, exactly. I had more pressing concerns on my mind, like the fact that I lived in Mississippi. But like, but now here you are, getting to live that dream. Living, oh yeah, no, I'm definitely appreciative of the fact that I can uh, go back and partake of the garbage, garbage media that I had missed out on. Yeah, the the the, the already secondhand ten-year-old um, garbage media. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, we get another Bry, Bry, Bry. We know how much Elf means to you. Yeah. Um, hey, which you know, I didn't buy it obviously because that's that's not been explored really. Yeah. No. Is is Brian very close to Elf? I don't think that's been if shown. I, really. No, he's he, that's not fair. I think Brian's been very affectionate towards Elf through the whole series. He was actually bizarrely like affectionate to him like too quickly. I think, if anything. Hmm. Okay, I guess he, Brian, just like the novelty in his life of having a having an alien. I guess that is like a a, a young man's dream to be <laughs> to befriend a an extraterrestrial. Yeah, I feel like Alf is kind of like a best friend, but also kind of a weird uncle. Yeah, he's like Brian. an uncle slash. Oh yeah, he, there's definitely an avuncular vibe yeah. to uh, to their relationship. Like yeah. a, like a Michael Jackson type, you know. <laughs> But, oh my God! Yeah, you did it. No, Good but, job, no. Byron. Here's what I mean, though. Not like, not like what. Oh, my, not not in the most culturally relevant way. No, I'm saying you made you made that. I'm sorry. Please no. do explain. I mean, I just I just mean in the way that Michael Jackson wanted us to think it was going down, and not the way it actually was. You know, like oh, we're just we're just good friends. You know, it's like uh, why not? You share my bed. It's no problem. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's it's not a big deal. Like it happens all the time. Oh God, Byron! I know the show's a train wreck. You don't have to turn the podcast into one too. No, I mean I just think that you, you know what I mean, and I think I think everybody knows what I mean. It's not mm-hmm. not in like a dirty way, like in a like a right. This is this is one of the ways, ostensibly, according to Michael Jackson, that adults can be friends with with kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on. So, Willie contacts um, Skip via ham radio. Yeah. Again, and no, no fucking way. He contacted extra an extraterrestrial with a ham radio. That is some alien technology. 
for that, that is a, that is an alien iPhone um, that he kept tucked away somewhere. He he, like, uh, he plugged the ham radio into his like Giga Cube that he keeps hitting. Yeah, and his his yeah his obvious you know he's got his he's he's got his ship hidden underneath that house. That's I mean that's just that's just plainly obvious. Yeah. Maybe the ship is actually like a super intelligent being that's channeling its consciousness into this um, wheelie drone. Is that possible? Yeah, that's also possible. I, I don't see why not. Do you think that's the reason why he didn't try to search for Milnackens before? Like, that that's he the was... first time he kind of got that channel through Willie. Oh, that, I guess, yeah, that could, that, it could be that as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it seems like a no-brainer that Alf should have just tried that right away anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but it just seems like a huge coincidence that, like, that's, that's the exact time that he would have gotten through on that. Um, well, but, you know, narrative convenience, whatever. Well, what he did was he just put the signal out in, to the entire universe. Right. Because, you know, he knew exactly who he was I, trying to contact. But, again, like, that's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't gel with my theory. I'm sorry, I'm... <laughs> I know, I know this is giving me a, a pet thing now, but um, I don't think he would misstep so badly as to put out a general signal to the entire universe. I think that yeah. that'd be a bad idea for yeah. Willie. If, you know, people would come and knock and say, like, well, it's, why did this, you know, fairly advanced signal get out from this backwater uh, planet that's not, you know, that's, that's still alone. It has made contact. I, I feel maybe, that... Maybe it was his plan to actually get off the planet. Willie's plan? Yeah. Does he want to get off the planet? Yeah, I, I thought he, was like, he wants to hide. Well, maybe maybe want to migrate off to another planet. Maybe he's get a, getting a little uh, cabin feverish, I guess. Maybe. Why, so why does maybe he need he to contact Skip? Maybe he kind of This plan This fan fiction is completely off the rails. Completely, yeah, completely off the rails. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract it back to where it was before we start, started talking about this in this latest sort of uh, conversation. None of it adds up. It, the, the, the connects are not, the dots are not connecting. So Alf the dots, say, uh, no. Listen, the dots are perfectly connected. You just can't see them. So Alf, it's, so sorry, Brian gets a an There's a strong Alf constellation can. I have drawn here for you. <laughs> you can't perceive it. That's not my fault, Byron. <laughs> I feel like they, they were working. I mean, I think uh, Willie's working at cross purposes against himself in this episode. Yeah, well, I mean, you get that that could figure into the cabin fever. Maybe is it possible? Is it possible that there are two Willies with competing priorities, but only one is active at a given time? Is this okay? You're thinking of the Prestige. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it can it could be other things too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I guess it could be a prestigious situation. But like, they're not brothers. They're like competing entities sharing the same vessel. Oh, I see. I see. You're saying like he's got uh, multiple personalities. Sort of pop- yeah, yeah, yeah. The... One body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there was the popular image of uh, of like schizophrenia or uh, or or multiple personality disorder. Right. But uh, but not yeah. not as a as a. As a as a human um, sort of psychological. No, no, no. So yeah, not the not the real thing. Just what you know, most people think those uh, those conditions are like. Or like, imagine if if two twin alien beings had to take turns picking up where the other left off, but right. competing different priorities and kept acting when it was their turn toward their own preferred 
objective and then right. com- constantly doubling back and having to undo what the other one did. Right. Okay, so th- I think that could make sense. Like it, like a two-party political system, yes. So Alf, uh, Brian gets an Alf cake instead of the mm-hmm. uh, two-headed Ruth cake, which we were promised. I'm quite disappointed that we're not really showing the yeah. design. I actually was yeah. going to um, try to get a nice screen grab of the cake and never got a full-on, full frontal shot of that cake. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the cake was denied us. And I, I don't, I don't feel good about that. Were they just like? Maybe they actually tried to do Ruth, but it didn't turn out that well. I, I mean, you we're, could... we're gonna make it sentimental, <laughs> Alf, but not gonna show it. Well, you could sort of see the cake. It didn't look like they did a very good job with it. So maybe... No, I think it, it was just like a big, like brown splotch. <laughs> I think they just weren't proud enough of it to feature it prominently. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a multi-camera show. There aren't. They, they they don't tend to like get really close up shots from a, any angle other than straight straight on. Right. Right. So Kate gives Alpha a hug. Everybody gives Alpha a hug. They sort of start going into like this long goodbye, even though he's not leaving for a while, which is a little awkward. Like <laughs> yeah, th- I thank you because th- that was weird. That he then exits the house and he's just standing in the backyard <laughs> while everyone's in the house. Yeah, like couldn't they have waited with him, or like they could have? He could have waited until they the aliens were actually the they were actually going to come pick him up, like a few right. minutes before that, before leaving and saying the goodbyes. Right. He should have been on the roof, though. I think. Well, he well, ostensibly he was on the roof. They were like, "Alf, you got to get back on the roof." But um, still. They, they yeah. In his like... goodbye speech, he he tells everyone like how he loves everyone, but also mentions Mrs. Ekmanik, oh, but yeah. not her husband. Well, the Trevor is kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I thought that was a uh, a good. I, I I thought I made a note on it, but I seem to have lost my note. But I thought it was it was funny how he just sort of randomly called called uh, called out to give a shout out to Mrs. Ockmanic. Yeah. Like where wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Did he kill her? Or what's what's going on? Why would she not be in the house nearby? I think that's the joke. Uh, did did the actor? That played Miss Akhmatik, did she pass away? No. And that's like a sort of show call out or something? No, because she was later in uh, Seinfeld for many, many years. Ah. She actually ah, okay. only just died recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that does that does seem really weird. I think it was just like sort of like a I it was, it was like a weird joke, but it was like it sort of was funny because it like brought to mind like that she was like maybe listening in somewhere. I don't know. Mm. Doesn't really make any oh, sense. Okay. So there was maybe a deeper connection between Liz- them that was not shown. Liz Sheridan. Oh, she's still alive. She's eighty-six. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she was in. Uh, she was. Uh, she played um, Jerry Seinfeld's mom in the show Seinfeld. And she was one of the uh, she was one of the weak. That's characters. right. Yeah, no, I just haven't I haven't I don't remember her face from Alf to 
really do a good comparison. But yeah, that's that's Find something. It a little unsettling that you're not like watching a lot more Alf just to kind of keep you know keep this stuff fresh for when we do these. Sorry, you you, f you find it unsettling? I just I'm like it's I'm a little put off. That's all you know. Oh okay. Well that that's put off is fair, but like you said, I, I mean let's be clear here. But I still don't care. But right. I just your your use uh, your term. I think the term unsettling didn't really. Well, I mean I can be, really feel I can right. be unsettled. If I want, you could I mean, be. I would just, I'm just, I, I'm just saying that'd be a, that'd be a strange reaction. Yeah. Put off, I can definitely understand. That's a, that's an emotion yeah. I can understand. I, I guess I'm maybe a little bit unsettled and put off at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just sort of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, you need. You I mean, need, that's it's it's that's called fair. it's called due diligence, not op optional diligence. Okay. Right. I mean, Katya, yeah. she she watched a whole episode ahead of this. Okay, She's... but I would like to add that Katya act, like likes the show. Does she? I'm not so sure about that. I like the oh. podcast more. Yeah. That's, okay. So there you go. Just an excuse to listen to the podcast. Well, let me, let me put it this way. I don't like the show enough to to treat it seriously enough. Right. To actually do a lot of uh, homework for it. No, I was just joking. I don't. I I barely watch the the <laughs> episodes either. It's fine. It's it's so hard to. It's like it's it's like it's a, a slick surface, and you're trying to apply you know some kind of pressure to it. You, your attention just keeps falling yeah. off, just sliding off of it. It's there's nothing there in this show to really keep you interested. You have to actively pour interest into it. Yeah, I, I watch. <laughs> sometimes I'll watch it in chunks, like five minute chunks. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's what I enjoy. I mean, there's lots of holes, I guess, that can be filled in. Yeah, with your with your theories, and that's what we're doing, basically. Yeah. I have a, an anecdote, actually. So, um, I was. Were you bitten by a snake? No, it was a a um um. Mike Vinswavec and his wife Ria were in town, and uh, uh, Nick Nick uh, li lives nearby as well. And we were all hanging out, and we were talking about Alf a lot. Yeah. And um, so they, we we were having a conversation. I think Andrew was there too, and we were all having a conversation about um, how sort of astonishing it is that Alf is doesn't appear to be um, sexualized in any way by any communities. Like he's somehow dodged being a um, fetish what Even yeah what is by... it called Are like when there's 100 percent sure though i'm not did you, did totally you check? sure and i have checked and there is some stuff out there but it's not like prominent enough where you could see it if you weren't looking for it uh, um, okay. so and even even furries are not particularly into alf um so i not yes. really an animal That's... Well, he's a furry, though. I mean, he's famous. Well, he's, he's a, he is. Furry. I mean, yeah, he is a furry non-human. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, which I is like... which is sad in a way. He's so unattractive. <laughs> well, I I speculated that Alf is the least sexual being in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? Counterpoint? Um. Well, Stella, there's a... Stella would not agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's someone attracted to him, and there's plenty of other Melmackians. I mean, if we take, if we assume that um, that Alf is 
sort of an average Mel Mac game that could be uh, sort of far less appealing yeah. uh, individuals than him. But also remember all the ladies who bought cosmetics? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's like uh, not very attractive visually to humans. Right, but, but he, it's something charming. like his personality and his voice. Well, he's a, he's a little bit like um, Joe Camel in so much as that he looks like he looks like a penis. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Have a very phallic, uh, I guess. If you if you're thinking about an exceptionally hairy penis. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be a weird one. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I mean, I think we've all seen a few, few weird ones, you know. Okay, let's just move on. Um, so yeah, okay, I think we're nearing um, the end of this episode, uh, at least in our telling of it. Um, so Alf, we give references to Alf um, setting the setting the shower on fire, uh, burying the couch. And dropping yeah, with... the car on Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I buried the lead there. Uh, yeah, buried, he, yeah the he, there. he he dropped a car on a child. <laughs> so he... who, who is his best friend? Yeah, he, so he set a shower on fire while Kate was in it. He buried a couch while Lynn was on it. And he um, pulled a jack away from a car while Brian was under it. Yeah. So there were three murder attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you think he managed to do the carriage thing? Was she unconscious? The uh, the what? couch, I think. Well, that's. I mean, I was actually <laughs> not the couch. I mean, Lynn. <laughs> I well, I was gonna maybe ask what what if we're gonna maybe do maybe we could do a little fan fiction here. What was the scenario through which that could have occurred? So did he roofie her? Is that what you're suggesting? Oh shit! So let's not go there. <laughs> I think we can explore that with the next episode, actually. But um... oh god, oh, what is I happening? No idea what that's gonna be. Oh so, god. I, so I, I mean, I was coming up with the scenario just now, but is it possible Holy... that it was like after Thanksgiving and? Yeah. I wish you might create Barrett. I mean, like, what's the reason for that? So I see. He's, I mean, he's elf. You know, who who knows? I think. It could be that he just maybe he just hated the couch, but just the mechanics. I think maybe like it maybe it was Thanksgiving and and Lynn was just like fast asleep on the couch. Yeah. And they, at the same time, they had to have their uh, their septic tank dug up from yeah. from their backyard. Yeah. And you know the the there there had been a, a hole a large hole pre made mm-hmm. into which for some reason Alf pushed the couch. Yeah. It it probably made sense in context, and they were just being really yeah. unfair. By characterizing it in that way, like it probably wasn't right. even Alf's fault, frankly. It just happened, as you. So it's something that happened, yeah. Um, and then, like for the whole Brian getting crushed under the car thing, he just wanted to kill Brian. Like no big deal. Of course he did. He's, like, he's <laughs> such an annoying kid. He wanted to murder the kid. Yeah. He's like, if I pulled this jack out, the car will crush the Brian to death. And then he laughs. He's going to hit ha! the surface. Yeah. Is that a good elf? Guys? Guys? Yeah. Kind of crushed, uh, crushed into, uh, under a car a bit, maybe. Me? I crushed well it? As well as Brian. Wait. 
No, I mean just the sound kind of. Right. Like he's laughing, but maybe he also got under that car. Well, I'm very good at Foley work, so I could do the But for sound the too. recognizable, that was good. Yeah. I can't. I feel like this is like a, a kind of a confusing review of my performance, but I'll just kind of take it as a positive, positive. I'm one. sorry. It, it yeah. is. It is. I'm sorry. That's my Russian way. Yeah, uh, it's sort of obliquely like don't get a big head about it, but it was the best thing I've ever heard. Ever, <laughs> exactly. Ever. Exactly. Okay. Um, so uh, Alf's like waiting on the roof. Everybody's talking about him. How much they're gonna miss him, right. and then and then he, and then he comes back. And he shows up. I, have we already seen the part where Lucky was packed in a suitcase? <laughs> yeah, the that first time during the birthday scene. Yeah. So he packed where he's Lucky leaving, where he first sets off, yeah. and then again once he comes back inside. So that really seemed actually genuinely pretty cruel to that cat, who's. Uh, yeah, like in actuality, to pack a cat into a very small container like that. And they, I mean, I don't know how long it was kept in there. I understand that, like, cats also, you know, voluntarily go into very cramped spaces. Yeah, but, like, but, over uh, and over again, probably, like, on command for during, like, an eight hour shoot. And, like, that cat yeah. is, like, heavily sedated, too. It's really depressing to look at. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, that happens twice. Pulls a yeah. cat out of a suitcase twice, and then so and then he seems to have no other possessions that he wants to take. Just that cat. Yeah, it's very like uh like Buddhist. Very, uh... Yeah, it, yeah, he just he's packed some food, basically. Oh. Yeah, and that's it. It was a like a very serene sort of Spartan existence. Um, well, let's not say his his existence was Spartan. It's just he happened to not possess anything, but consumed a lot of the of the uh, the people he was with. Well, that's true. Like a like a yeah, but like a swarm of locusts. You know, it's like it yeah. destroys, but it yeah. does not. You know, want. I, I mean, does not. I I hate to I hate to cast I hate to cast slander on our protagonist, but he he is a parasite. Be like um, socially speaking, a lot of joy to the family, though, like a lot more joy than if they didn't have an elf. So... Um, sure, but that also comes at the same time. The co- his um, his presence is not only uh, a cause of joy; it's also a, a great cause of sort of uh, of trouble and consternation yeah. for for the family. Because sure. yeah, so... that I think that sort of washes itself out, and then on top of that, there's the fact that he's just eating all their food. Yeah. So they, so the, so it's actually a net loss. The resolution of this episode is that Alf does ultimately decide to stay, which yeah, the the Tanners are actually happy about, but um, only after Stockholm sort of, syndrome. Yeah, it's Stockholm syndrome. It's classic. Yeah. So do we do we think that? Um, I mean, like, why did Alf decide to stay? Is I think it, it was. Uh just better for him to stay because he's kind of being pampered even though he's being yelled at you know right he has yeah. everything set in that house for him. yeah like like what are the other what are his clown friends going to do in andromeda which is probably going to take like literally 500 years to get to by the way yeah well, i mean he'll have to earn his keep if he goes back to the inner you know sort of the extraterrestrial community whereas even though he's a prisoner 
uh, in on Earth, he's still like a prized racehorse, which just gets to do whatever the hell. Not even a racehorse. It's after the horse. He didn't have to race, but he's still out to stunt. Basically, he's just being fed. Yeah, I imagine. Do you think he's kind of institutionalized now? He's like so. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so used into yeah. his routine. Yeah. 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 Sort of like the the bird man of Alcatraz or or something like that. Like, he like, just can't leave now. He's just, it's just what he's used to. Yeah. Cat food. I I imagine that the uh, the interstellar community is sort of like um, that scene in Spaceballs where they get the special, sort of like. You know, all kinds of terrible things happening to like, you know, blue collar space people all the time. You know what I mean? Did either of you see Spaceballs? No. Uh, I have. I have seen Spaceballs. Remember at the too, end, it was a while ago. They go to like a diner, and it's <laughs> like this reference is just not landing. I mean, let's uh, say maybe like more like the cantina in uh, in uh, Moss Eisley. Just yeah. kind of like you know, it's like a scummy scummy place yeah not fun yeah a yeah a hive of scum and villainy yeah, kind of like really. a like a, yeah. a hive of scum and, and villainy yeah yeah yep so it's like he would have had do to do milmackians like have a planet now where do they even live they're like space gypsies i think oh yeah are they migrating <laughs> I think they're space. I think they're Roma and traveling people don't like that term. I just have to put that in there. Um, Yeah, they're 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 wayfaring. I would think now, uh, sort of without without a home. I I apologize. Maybe that scared him away. I apologize to the Roma and traveling community. I I retract my my my, the G word. Um, Yes. And refugees. We were talking refugees here. Uh, we could be, but they, I mean, you know, Skip, Skippy, Skipper does seem to still have some means of travel, and he and Rhonda seemed chipper if, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't sort of, they didn't seem actively harassed or anything, Is so it? I think maybe they have some means that maybe, maybe Melmachians, surviving Melmachians have found another world They must have been live the, on. sort of the wealthy elite that f- were able to flee the planet. As yes, in a, it, yeah. If if, we're, if, they, if their society was depressingly um, uh, similar to Earth, then yeah, that, that's, I'm sure I'm it is. Sure, that's I'm sure it is. Yeah, probably worse. Well, their na- yeah, their names were exactly the same. So why not their society? A lot of their customs are the are the same too. Like they blow candles out on birthday cakes and stuff. Like yeah. it's eerily yeah. similar. Yes, almost like there's like a master plan. Almost, like almost maker. as if it's almost as if this universe was was just a, a lazily slapped together. Yeah, like it's like poorly written, like a poorly yeah. written universe by like morons. Yeah. yeah, this is this is definitely like uh, if a college, if an if a sort of uh, to us uh, from our perspective a divine being, but like a a, a divine being in college. This is like his first uh, universe building project. Yeah, like this total. Dim-witted imbecile. Yeah, yeah total to garbage. Universe. Like total lack of any kind of you know diversity. Apparently, they the cultures are similar across you know light years and just to- like they no, have no. diners, but they eat cats. I mean, how alien is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how like that's that's going to be his argument. But they they eat cats. Isn't right. that so different from these from these ape-like guys over here? Yeah, like and somehow they 
cats evolved in like two two different places just by coincidence yeah. and they also speak english but uh, hey yeah. hey a wizard did it right right yeah guys? exactly wizard did and, it. and that and that wizard is me guys i'm <laughs> this is my project now so i think you should give real. me an a oh man okay i feel like uh, maybe they just imported from earth stolen or cat you, trafficking do you think so you think that the cat the male mac cats are actually from earth and maybe <laughs> and willie has been selling them to other aliens for years maybe so, so you think that's actually maybe that's, that's his angle true. yep okay i don't know i don't I see like much that. much evidence of that anywhere but uh but uh, why would he be so protective of lucky then because that's their cat Keep up yeah. the facade, you know. All right, I think we did it, guys. I think this is it. Yeah, that's enough. I think we have. Yeah, I think we've deconstructed this episode uh, until it it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think it's fully. I think Jacques, I think Jacques Derrida would be very proud of us right now. Yeah, I think that like there's so little meaning left that none of the things we took any meaning from initially even ever had yeah. meaning to begin with. No, it turns out everything is completely meaningless in the end. Yeah. All right. right. Any any mm -hmm. final thoughts? Um, before my impending doom, uh, or just... okay, I guess before I just like stop recording. Stop stop Please. recording. Uh, be be good unto each other. Oh, like that's just my like a general my effort. Yeah, my ex. Yeah, my general sort of exhortation to 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 everyone i'm trying to sound as fucking pretentious as i can right now just so you'll end it because i made it i made a reference to fucking derrida i used the word exhortation come on Byron, just end it it kind of reminds me of uh bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> wild stallions yeah. um yeah katya do you have any final thought closing thoughts here as as our special guest no thoughts uh, but uh, i'm really happy uh, to be part of this experience, it well, was fun. We're, we're happy to have you, and thank you again for yeah. for coming on. It's been a real yeah. hoot, real hoot. Cool. Thank and you. I hope you can still enjoy listening to this, even though you're also in it. Yeah. Uh, I am. I will be. Okay. Good. It's the important thing. Um, all right. <laughs> I've got. I got nothing else. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm also out of out of ideas. Out of juice. Out of steam. You know. Yep. Alright guys, well it's been fun. Yep. Thanks for tuning right. in. Uh folks at home, in your living rooms, in front of your T V sets. Uh in your cars, time. really your wherever cars, you can commute your audio. early morning commute. Listening yep. to the us shock jocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shocking. Alright. All right. Really gonna give Howard Stern a run for the money. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Bob Bob Booey. And have Let a good Bob. Bob. Bob that buoy. Bob, Bob that. All right. We'll do it. All right. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.